He's a smooth operator. Smooth operator. Coast to coast, LA to Chicago. That's all I know. That's all you know? I get nervous. Shot A, man. I Come on. I like No Ordinary Love. That's a good one. That's a Well, li- listen. She's got a whole like library, man. I'm just glad to like you're someone at your age who knows who Sade is. That's because right? of her father, and that was yeah. her dinner table music. Yeah. Believe That's it all or he not, played? at dinner, just that, Sade or that era. Ooh, the most romantic music for dinner meals, Krista like Berg? Lady in Red. Lady. <laughs> yeah, that was dinner music when we were growing Spandau up. Spandau Ballet. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite that he played was Simply Red. Holding back the years. <laughs> It gets me in my feels. It, it, you know it, what? Those guys all sound good because I've yeah. seen them do this some shows recently, and they're like, "You guys are still sounding good, man." Makes me feel like I want to turn on a bath, get some candles lit up. <laughs> no, 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 just made you want to make love to your meal. Yeah, <laughs> some always chicken, chicken cordon bleu. Yeah, Ooh, always at dinner. Yeah, huh? yeah. My always. my mom, our mom would uh, make the dinner, and our dad would light the candles. And your mom never mood. objected to the music, or mm-hmm. it was always. Side, yeah. Really? As long yeah. as it wasn't Tracy Chapman, she would not allow. She had one hit wonder, in my opinion. Yeah. but I you mean, think so. She had like two. No, <laughs> she was good with uh, Pavarotti when Pavarotti brought yeah, all the. That's right. That's like, right. and he brought on Elton John and all those guys. But it's that hard was, to listen to a awesome. song that's really about child abuse. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, Chris, Chris, uh, who was it? Uh, Luke Combs did a did a remake to Tracy Chapman Fast really? Car. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. I don't think I heard that one. It's good. Yeah, he Is just it like country. Uh, yeah, yeah. He did the country version of Fast Car. I, I know, know I know Tried in a Small Town is just getting all kinds of play oh, yeah. with people, but oh, yeah. not with the stations. Oh, yeah. Which is a whole other But now it's, that song is blowing up because yeah, of everybody. I, I know. I kind of like how you know people can just stand up and go, well, we don't care. We don't listen to your station. Yeah. We listen to it when we want to listen to it through a streaming service, man. Yeah. Well, What's also up with radio nowadays? Like, do people still listen to that? Dude, uh, you're asking the wrong guy, man. I'm on a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, you would think people, like, listen to Spotify a lot, Apple Music. I can only assume radio's gone down. I don't yeah. think that they have the same numbers that they had before. Like, when There's so much time? more competition now, yeah. right? Yeah. And plus, there's so, so much personalities out there. If you want to get opinions about whatever it is, you listen to them instead of, oh, and we'll go to a commercial right now every 15 minutes, right? Yeah, apparently Roz and Mocha are still doing really well. Are they? Yeah. Oh, that's Virgin. No, ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, dude. I don't. I don't listen to radio. I used to love when it was uh, one hundred two point one, The Edge, when they had that morning show back in the eighties. Great. Back in the eighties, it was not all this censorized shit. You had all. You had uh, what was that guy? I'm trying to remember uh, the history of uh, music, whatever. And and now he's got his own podcast. I can't remember his name or whatever. But I mean, that was back in the eighties when you had really good Mm -hmm. segments, right? So insane. But okay, we're not talking radio. We're talking painting. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> welcome back. I, well, welcome back, Calvin. And Thank you, you finally brought... Okay, what was the reason why you didn't come last time? Uh, I actually deal with all the bookings and clients and everything. So, busy. so So I deal with all... So Calvin's on site. I'm dealing with all the background stuff. So we go hand in hand. We found a lot in the industry where if you're on tools and painting and you're trying to get work, it's very difficult. One so or the other. One we the made other. the shift, so and he loves painting. He's with the guys, and he's really good with the guys. And uh, just with all the background, I got to drive from site to site. So I do a lot of driving every day, right? 
Cool. So, I mean, Calvin was here, and yep. then we had a little technical full pause, so we had to record it again. Uh, there was no audio coming out. It would have been great if we had subtitles for it, but I didn't know what exactly you were saying. So, here we are doing a second show recording, but now you brought your brother. So, now we got both bears. That's right. That's how it works. Double right? the bears. Double the, I don't have your deets right now, but you want to share your deets to everybody? Let everybody know how to get a hold of you guys? Yeah, absolutely. So, Instagram is Brother Bears Painting. Uh, we have our office line, which uh, that number is uh 416-873-0037 and then we also have an estimating uh line number as well which is 647-876-1086 and then our website right now is currently under construction we're revamping it right now just to show a lot of our new work on there and whatnot it's, on, it's ironic eh? your construction business and your website's under, under construction, construction. <laughs> well, you, you're always under construction when's it gonna be ready two weeks uh hopefully <laughs> well it's pretty much ready we're just joining up because uh, I, I can't remember what platform we use to make it on so we just got to join because we use google domains not godaddy this time so okay. but google domains is very hard to get a hold of it's all you can't talk to anybody over the phone because they're all ai yeah that's what it is all right i want to begin with um Calvin, if you could share with everybody where mm -hmm. the name came from, because that was a very interesting story. That was an interesting story. That was a very interesting story. I want to begin the show that way. And I like the name. I want to let you guys know that I, I like the name a lot. Right. So I'll get right into it. Brother Bears. Um, me and Cameron are, we have a big age difference. Ten years. Well, no, sorry. Nine, nine years, five months. Nine exactly. Nine years, five months. Um, and yeah, Growing up, my mom, if you were familiar with the show, what what was it? Yogi Bear and Boo Boo Bear? Yeah, Yogi the, Bear. Yeah, Yogi yeah. Bear. Yeah. Yogi Bear. Jellystone Park? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember that. So us being such far uh, age gap apart, my mom used to call my brother Yogi Bear and me Boo Boo Bear. I used to yeah. babysit him when I was younger. and Made sense. So when we were starting... Changed some diapers. Made sense. When we were starting the painting company, so I... I got into painting. You got into painting before he got it. No, he got me into painting. Oh, okay. He introduced me to painting and then he switched to doing something else. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to stick with it. He so joined I, the union. I joined the union. That's right. I was a union man. And then, How um, is the union painting land? You're still fighting to That's get good enough. That says yeah. everything. <laughs> you still got to get work. It's not like it's always provided for you with some trades. Specifically it is. that trade, you still got to get work. Like, like with companies, they'll finish a job and then you'll have to join another company. So, okay. So I was working there and then I was like, this is not for me. So I went and started my own thing. And at first I was just going to be a one solo, you know, man that does it all. What was the name of that company? The modern day Picasso. <laughs> yeah. He didn't register it yet, but yeah. he was, I was, thinking. He was conjuring ideas in his mind. Yeah. Would you, would you have gotten in trouble for using Picasso? I, I don't think so because it has the modern day in front of it. So it's a little bit different. And then... Um, it's kind of saying like the historic Apple. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would get in trouble. And then I did a project. I painted my cousin's apartment. That was my first job. And I think I did... The, the paint just wasn't... It was bleeding through all of it. We he was also going crazy because he was there by himself day I was going day insane. Out. My cousin would come back and be like, mm, you know, I want the color more solid. So I think I did, ended up doing like three, three, four coats on the walls. When you say it was bleeding through, like what color are we finishing with here? So it was a blue. It okay. was a blue. He wanted it white. 
So it was originally a blue and you're covering up the blue and you're using white. white and the blue is still bleeding through. So yeah. it always takes long more coats if you're switching from a dark color to a light color. Yeah, I thought you're supposed to use like a red or something like that. So to, we'll use as a base. We'll use a primer. Okay. You'll just prime it white first. And then if you have to do two coats of primer, because primer is much cheaper than cheaper. actual paint. So you'll do either one or two coats of primer. It's just based on knowledge and experience of well, what you, you didn't want to know go. that at that time. Didn't know that. And to add on that made it worse was it was Chantilly Lace. And everyone knows. Every Chantilly. designer is picking Chantilly, Chantilly Lace right Lace. now. Chantilly we'll, Lace we'll get into it. that. We'll get into that later on. And um, yeah, so I did three coats on the walls. Two of Chantilly on. Lace, really? Yeah, plus primer. Aura? So it was like, was no, it, it was uh, it was Sherwin-Williams. We were using Sherwin-Williams. No, weren't you using, wasn't uh, it Deluxe at the time? It was Sherwin. It was Sherwin? It was Sherwin. Okay. Sherwin. All right. And um, yeah, I did two coats on the ceiling, one primer, one because the ceilings were blue too it was ridiculous everything it was a, was it was blue. a blue unit yeah, very they really, blue they really love the blue man group wow the blues that must have been horrific like what kind terrible. of blue are we talking about here an indigo blue like nah, like it wasn't that bad it was a baby blue but still still ceiling and walls ceiling trim and walls trim no weirdly trim enough white. okay weirdly enough colonial trim colonial trim <laughs> but even that i was I doing just the like trim. these people already I was doing the trim and it was bleeding through there. So I did two coats on the doors and trims, three coats on the walls, two coats on the ceilings. Just material, material, material. material. I was going insane. Gone, gone, gone. So then I called my brother up and I was like, listen, I need help on this, this project. And then from there, boom, the rest is history. It just took What off. did you do Kent, when you came in and saw? I was, well, I was dealing with all the rolling for him because he loves to do the cutting. I like to cutting. do the rolling. You kind of find when you're in the industry, you like what you like. Yeah. What you're good at. Exactly. So we stuck it out. We were there for a few more days and then we were out of there. And then after that, we joined together and I was on tools with him for a while. And then uh, I moved on to the background work of everything just to keep everybody busy because we're about a team of 11 guys right now. Holy. Yeah. Wow. So in order to keep them busy, I got to be hustling getting work all the time out there. So you buried the modern Picasso. Buried it. And Brother Bears. Got the bears out of the cave. And then he he had a friend start doing his logo at the beginning for Brother Bears. It was a nice logo, man. It was too much in the beginning, so we changed it where the bottom is supposed to represent like a paint can, the drips on the paint can coming down. I totally see that, yeah. Brothers on top. (laughs) And anybody can be a bear, so. Of course. Well, bears. Well, it depends on what part of America. Bear means something else, eh? Does it? <laughs> You're too young. But it just depends on what bear you are. Like, would you be a polar bear, grizzly bear, what bear? Uh, I don't know what the exact term. I, I, I wouldn't be a polar bear. Mm-hmm. I don't want to even meet a polar bear. Yeah, no, they're aggressive. They're the most dangerous animal out there. Have man. you seen the video of the guy that traps himself in the glass yeah, box? Yeah, like it's just... A, is it the same guy that got that was in the the tank in the water with the shark? The yes, white that went up. Is that the same guy that was doing same that? Guy, same guy. Oh, same guy. Can't be the same guy. I think so. You telling me that he wants to test his life on land with a polar bear, and he wants to test his life in the water with the now shark? He, now he just has to go in the sky and see what happens. Yeah, and wait for an eagle to come <laughs> along and throw his talons right inside him. Right. Yeah. That guy's probably going to get hit by a car crossing the street. He probably made a lot of money off that. That would be the funniest thing. You're like you do all these dangerous things. Survived everything. You're walking down your staircase in your house. You <laughs> trip, fall, bang your head, and you're gone. Snap your neck. Uh, I'm not wishing it. Sorry. I don't know why we went there. Okay, so that was the beginning of. Now you got 11, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, 
why the love for painting? I know you expressed it on the on the first show that we did, but uh, why I the did, love for painting? Why the love for painting? You guys get all this shit on at the end. We get shit on because you by have everybody. to fix yeah. every other trades details that they overlooked. So now that's why if we're dealing with certain construction sites, if they don't have drywallers yet, I always refer them because if I know that the drywall and the finishing is good, it makes our life easier. So a lot of the times now we need, we like to know who's there before Smart. us. So therefore we don't have a headache in the end. Smart. It's much easier to deal with. So then we have drywallers who also will refer us because they know mm-hmm. when there's a, a couple patches left in the house, we'll take care of it for them. There's no need for, to have them come back for a whole day, pay their guys and do a couple patches. We'll do it. So it's about harmony with each other to help Opposite out each team. other and get each and every job done with quality and on time. Because if you don't have that, at the end of the day, you want to make the homeowner or the builder, whoever you're working with, at the end of the day, they got to be happy. Everybody's going to remember not necessarily the great job you did, but how were you dealing with that homeowner or client or whatever. And a lot of the times now, the first thing when we finish a job, they say it was so easy to work with you. And it's the first thing is that's what they say rather than, oh, the paint is great. Because anybody can be a painter. Anybody can be a framer. Once you have the skill level, how is your customer service? How are you treating them? I come, well, I come from a sales marketing background. Yeah. So that's my focus now on the business side of things. I did that for so long and being in the trades, I saw everybody, they're good at their trade. But then when it came to marketing and the business side, they're terrible. It's terrible, but it's all they're about really the good. Experience. It's all about the experience that you have. It's what, client. it's what, it's how you leave it. 100%. Right. While you're there, and, and it actually it's how you walk onto the job site, how your mood is, how you reflect, how you just courtesy. Like, it's all these little things that most people in trades don't really understand how important these little things are, but they're extremely important. Well, well we just had, a, we did a job, and one of the coolest clients that we worked with, Jason? Jason, yeah. Jason's really cool. Just Why shoot. is he a cool client? Just his attitude for everything, the understanding, right? There were some some of the walls didn't blend properly so he understood he understood you know not a lot of people they just say get it done get it done get it done right now but he was understanding of it that it might take you know a couple more days to finish the job um he was super hospital you know giving us water giving us you know offering us snacks you got a tim hortons card too yeah he gave us a tim hortons card so just a cool guy just to talk with, he was shoot just being the shit. Nice. He, was being, yeah. he was respectful. It's about respect on both sides. Yes. When So as a trade, you got to respect the fact that you're coming into somebody's house. They don't know you and you want to get in, get out because you're burdening their life essentially. But on the flip side, homeowners and whoever need to understand that you're going to give the best quality and that takes time and effort. And sometimes, yes, mistakes happen and anything can be fixed. And that's why we always make sure that before we leave are you happy with and satisfied with what we did and again manners go a long way please and thank yous all of that just being respectful of everybody and every client is different so you got to treat every client differently not like a last client they're all different of course and they're all different personalities right and you guys instill this like is it 11 plus you guys or is 11 total not well not including me okay so it's 11 guys on site right including yourself yes and you guys instill this into everybody that's, that's right. You get the job. Yeah. This is like first day. This is what you guys talk to everybody about. That's right. Because that's a critical man. That's yeah, a, they're wearing your tea. They're representing your business, your brand, and you want it to last. That's right. Every morning we have like a little team meeting. 
just to go over the things that need to get done. But you're yeah. on different job sites. Or not yeah. all 11 on the same job. No, no, no different no. sites. Yeah. But two to three yeah. pretty much active daily. Wow. So where's the, is it all word of mouth nowadays? A lot of social media. Instagram. Instagram. A lot of Instagram. Yeah, we get a lot. Uh, like Jason was through Instagram. Saw some of our work. So we like to showcase what we're capable of doing. Like, for instance, when I'm meeting builders, they say, do you have a business card? Well, business card isn't going to show you what we're capable of. It doesn't exist anymore. So man. either you can see our social media, see exactly what we're capable of. Plus, at, at any given time, if we're going to be working with a new client, new builder, they can always walk on to one of our active job sites and see what we're capable of. Because, again, social media can only go so far. People need to see it with their own eyes as well right do you guys present i know that uh, was it on mic or off mic i can't remember that you guys don't do as much condo work these days you focus more on we'll only do condos if it's referrals from like realtors and so forth so we do have a lot of good friends who are realtors and they toss a, a decent amount of mm -hmm. work but that's only if it's a referral situation i don't want to compete with guys who say they're a painter and they're doing it on the side it's no, just our pricing, our pricing is not going to match their pricing so I guess my question was, do you ever show the clients the light show? Because the amount of times I've been on condos that are new construction and you see a long wall and you just see this wave yep. like of drywall and where mm -hmm. the butt joints are yep. and all yep. this other shit. And all you got to do is put the light at a certain angle and you're like, voila. Yeah, you see the wave through the yeah. whole wall. Yeah. So you guys educate the clients and go, Absolutely. I can't fix that. I can cover it, paint it, yep. but I can't fi so I can fix it. But you got to. One of the whole things about social media is to be able to educate people as well. Because again, a lot of people don't know how much effort goes into the painting side of things. Yeah. I feel like as painters, we get a little bit shafted in the industry. They don't think we're as much professional, a professional trade. Exactly. The amount of times I've said that's complete garbage, man. You yeah. guys are just as much a trade as everybody else is on top. Well, so, well, the problem is too, is they expect you also to fix everyone else's mistakes. That's the biggest problem. You guys are uh, left with the bag. So, yeah, so, I mean, the whole point of our social media is we're, we're trying to also educate. So we talk about priming. We talk about the prep work. Like in, in custom homes, 80 to 90% of the work is prep work, sanding, filling, caulking, sure. everything. Sure. And then painting is only 10 to 20%. But if people's mindsets are just, oh, it's just painting, that's why we want to, that's why we work with a lot of custom home builders now because they understand how much effort goes into our trade on their side of things. Whereas if you're doing a repaint, people don't really see the amount of effort that goes into it. And the problem is a lot of times with repaints, you tell them, hey, listen, based on the workmanship that you had before, there's no way I can fix this. We can make it look great. We can make it look good, but it's not going to look like custom, like we were there, the first people yeah. to be there, right? And that's the problem. They expect it to look like the custom work that we did. They go, but you do such great custom work. Can you put it like that? Doesn't like, work no. like that. So repaint. It's been painted 15 times. You ever show them like paint and just show them how thin it is and, and that's what's being applied onto your surface and it doesn't mold into Well, it? yeah, that's the problem with, pr uh, with um, production, with yeah. all these subdivisions. Yeah. It's the shittiest paint being used, the shittiest material being used. It's in, out, in, out, in, out. And it's there's no quality going into it. And and I'm sitting there in some of these houses. You're like, how did this even, how did a homeowner, how was a homeowner okay? They don't see it because their eyes go right to the kitchen. Their yeah. eyes go right to the family room, the home theater, right to the powder room, right to the bathrooms. They don't see it. Yeah. We see it. It's frustrating, man. Like I try to make the walls as best as possible without getting into level five land, right? Yeah. Which is a whole other can of worms. But do you guys, okay, are you guys a fan of the level five paint? 
What do you mean by level five paint? Someone has a brand that you can spray the whole wall and it evens itself out into a level five so-called finish. It's not exactly the same as plastic. You can spray it without rolling it? You can spray it on. Without back rolling? I think it's up to you. You can choose. So I, don't I think you're th- I think you're thinking more of a European paint because we, we do use some European paints like we do Pure and Original, Marrakesh Walls. That's for some I know. You take. mentioned the Marrakesh Walls, right? Mm-hmm. Which were totally cool and I was really blown away by that, right? No, this is actual paint that someone showed me a few years ago. Yeah, there's there's some brands that I believe have that. But again, like for instance, when we do new custom homes, it's all spraying, back rolling, yeah. all of that. It's the skill level by your hands, right? So I, there's so many gimmicks out there and we try and stay away from the gimmicks, right? So, so I, haven't, I haven't used it. your education from? It's all on-site education, right? Trial right. and error education. That's how you learn. That's, that's the best way to learn. You got to try it out. Whether you try it in your own home, whatever, you figure out what works on the walls, right? Yeah. Because I, I guess that a lot of salespeople in the paint industry will just talk a big game and show you the specs and the in-lab studies that were done on that little sample sheet yeah. while they're yeah. using a little cheapy blow dryer to heat it up and dry it up. And I'm like, that's not the same as a, a wall in a house with yeah. humidity mm-hmm. and all kinds of crap, right? Exactly. Like uh, we're just finishing up a store right now with Marrakesh we must have done 40 samples for them for the client and but they're on small sample uh, pieces so by the time you get it on a wall we have now gone through three times the amount of material compared to those samples Mm -hmm. which you don't expect that but they change the formula so it's not applying the same so again it's all about having a fair conversation with people and saying hey listen it's three times more uh, material this wasn't in our budget so we got to figure something out and as long as you're not blaming somebody and you're not playing the blame game and you understand that uh just having a conversation most people are okay with that because prices can always change sometimes we're doing custom cabinetry we just uh, did a custom home we did we stained all their cabinets and and consoles and everything and uh wood or like your wood it was wood, yeah. Okay, and then so, so why didn't they get the kitchen people just to do it? Way more expensive. Really? Yeah. Than you guys doing it on site? Mm-hmm. Really? So they get not their kitchen cupboards, but like their office cabinetry. Yeah, built-ins. So and things like yeah, that. built-ins yeah, and exactly. exactly. So we do a lot of that staining. We do staining of stairs and stuff like that. But the original plan was we were just clear coating it, and then the homeowner changed it. He wanted a full stain. So a full stain is way more. Um, labor than just clear coating so you just have to have a conversation and say hey listen this has taken us four times the amount of work let's come to come to something and and figure it out and most people are okay with that right prices oh in the industry it's you try and give everything up front but sometimes things change or they add things and different things like that paint land like i mean why did that client want 40 different versions of marrakesh like what was the difference between all those 40 the problem was is it so with with Marrakesh, they have a set base, and they were trying to play with the color a little bit. And when you play with it, they were trying to change the pigment. So they were trying to sorry, they were trying to change the color. So when you change the color, you have to change. You're changing the pigment of it because Marrakesh is a it has pigments in it. It's it's a texturized paint, so it's, it's different like than a, regular. Paint. It's like a Venetian plaster. Not yeah. quite. It's but a little it's, bit less than that. But I we, know that yeah. last time you pulled it up, right, Angelina? You pulled up some samples. I mean, yeah, because I saw it too, and I was really impressed with yeah. it. But it is literally a custom paint every time. Yes, because well, uh, you got to do travel work, so it's it's a lot more labor because you have to do regular primer then the pure and original primer then you have to do the marrakesh 
then you apply it, then you have to trowel it on, and then you wait seven to 10 days, and then you have to seal it. So it's it's much more labor intensive and the material is way like per square foot, just material alone, you're looking at wall space, three to four dollars a square foot just in material. So a regular bedroom, you're looking at three thousand dollars just in cheaper than wallpaper. Cheaper than wallpaper, that's true. Sounds better than Chantilly Lace. I would yes. say Marrakesh all day. And then Chantilly Lace. But and then Venetian plaster is a little bit different as well. We're we're actually um, Venetian plaster is 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 kind of I've seen good guys that do it, mm-hmm. and I've seen more terrible guys that do it. Absolutely. And I, terrible guys are the ones that are in Vegas and doing it there. Listen up, guys. If you love top-line products and are interested in a dealer opportunity, you're going to want to hear this. I recently installed a box gobbler wall insert from MB Sentinel on the garage wall adjacent to my front porch to make a secure locker for my package deliveries. Let me tell you, the user experience is pure freedom. I can now make returns right from my home, and I don't even have to be there. Even knowing what it was supposed to do from the get-go, it still made me smile when I experienced my first delivery. If you want to see the scope of work the install requires, you can find the video on my socials. So check them out, mbsentinel.com, or call them directly for dealer details at 1-800-910-4251. And again, that's 1-800-910-4251. That's not, that's, that's garbage in my opinion. Because we're working on pricing out for a spa right now. And uh, certain areas they want Venetian plaster, so we're working with the supplier right now. It has to be done a certain way, and then you have to buffer it too. Yeah, you like it's all cart detailing crap. Like you got insane the tools that you guys bring out to make it look a certain way, and then most homeowners won't appreciate all that skill. You're using like a one and a half inch putty knife everywhere. You're just, but it looks amazing when you do all that stuff. I I like Marrakesh a little bit better, just because it's more uh, it's more enjoyable to work with. It's more freehand. How does it get, does it get challenging when you have boxes or corners or like wall? Like not, you, mm, smaller spaces is not, harder because of the travel. Like, yeah. like, like the, the only difficult part that we that we had to deal with, with the Marrakesh is because of the pigment has changed. So it just, it leaves it weirder to dry. Um, some of the time it doesn't, the, the one Marrakesh we're working with, looks very earthy, stony. It's a lighter color. Um, and then the other one, it looks it looks amazing, but it's it's more of a transparent color. So it, when it goes on wet, it looks different when it goes on dry. So you're building it out from the back forward? Like, is that the idea? So you got to already understand what the base is going to be like. And then as you keep on adding more and more layers, that, some yeah. of the base is going to be but with the with the transparent, so with there's, there's, there's three different bases. There's the pastel base. Okay. Which are the lighter colors, yeah, easier so to work with. We, we did the pastel uh, base in garage. And that was, it was very cool because you can add on one coat and then you can add on an, a second coat for texture. So to interrupt there, it's not a garage. It's garage clothing yeah. we did at Yorktail Mall. Just, oh. it wasn't a gr- basement oh, okay. garage. Yeah, yeah. Garage. Be, I was like, okay. Be, no, garage the clothing store yeah, yeah. Okay. in, uh, in Yorktail. Yeah, no, no one's paying three to four dollars a square foot. To oh, you never know. They might. They're paying for the epoxy on the ground. That's true. It's That's more true. than that. Um, so yeah, and then the pastel is a, a easier base to work with. You can be more free with it. You can uh, freestyle it a little bit easier. What happens if you damage it? Um, Scratch it. In what way? You can just add another coat, but the only problem is, is if you seal it. I know, but if if it's done, done, and kid comes in and just whatever movers come in, well, this is why we we seal it after all furniture and everything is moved in. Oh, because yeah, we can easily touch it up if there's a damage before we seal it. But once you seal it, way more difficult. 
it's kind of like repairing stucco. You'll yes. still see it. You'll yeah. still see the damage. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the transparent base is the one that we we did in in the other part of the store. Um, it's like it goes on a very dark purple, okay. but dries kind of like a grayish. So it's like a very, darker gray. Yeah. And you can't add a second texture to it, like a second it layer. It flashes to too it. much. Flashes. So how did you guys pick all this stuff up? You just did the training from them or you guys trial and error. Trial and error. Huh? Trial and error. But they're giving you a gallon and then they kind of give you the instructions. So we for Marrakesh, there's only two stores that you can get it from. Steel's Paint one? No. Nope. Mm-hmm. Really? Steel's Paint is Benjamin Moore. And we shout out to Steel's Paint. We we use a lot of their products. So I won't think Gary, who's who's who owns Marrakesh? Pure and original. So okay. The thing with, uh, so all Benjamin Moore stores, they all carry Benjamin Moore. That's their product line, just like, for instance, and all Benjamin Moore stores are independently operated and owned. And whereas uh, Sherwin-Williams, we do use Sherwin-Williams as well. It's all corporate. So it yeah. doesn't matter what store you go to. It's all the same. Yeah. But then you have specialty stores for, for instance, uh, Pharaoh and Ball. Uh, uh, now, Pharaoh and Ball is expensive. Paying the ass to work with. And then and there's Fine Paints of Europe. That's another company? That's a different company from Europe as well. It's uh, it's from London, I believe. Do you guys like Ferron Ball? Because I heard there's a nightmare to repair, and you can't actually repair it. So we haven't, to be honest, we haven't worked with Ferron Ball yet. Okay. We've worked with Pierre and Original, and then at uh, our farmhouse, which we're fixing up, we're going to be doing some, we're going to be doing Pierre and Original there, Benjamin Moore there, as well as we'll be doing Fine Paints of Europe as well there. It gives that, for the banister, we're going to be using Fine Paints of Europe. It gives that nice, glossy high sheen it's really cool um but uh, yeah so there's only two stores that you can get one is in the beaches and then the other store is in milton which is where we go we our suppliers in milton bergsma paint okay for all of our pure and original so it's all imported paints so coming from where uh pure and original i think is from holland i believe if i'm not mistaken maybe they're european paints european paints huh? They have much more stricter regulations that they have to follow as well for what they're putting in their paint products. You know, let's let's go down there because you guys have a team, right? And I know that with painting, it's so easy to uh, put on the track pants and Crocs, but forget to put the dust mask on. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like there's still health risks associated. I know so many painters that are in the business. They're like, I don't know how much longer I want to stay in this business because there's, you're still dealing with chemicals. It doesn't matter if it's low VOCs or whatever. They, that is they true. They actually changed it. Yeah, yeah. So Benjamin Moore changed their formula. You know, but someone, another painter, told me they changed the Scoff FX formula. Yeah, and it royally fucked up on the site. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. We had that happen. Yeah, we had that happen, and we also had that happen with Regal. They changed that line. So now, now we're sticking to Aura. We just did Aura. That's bad on them, eh? For that happening and then giving it to you guys. You guys getting on a job, applying it, and then it's fucking up. And and not even saying anything. Well, it's not even that. It's the fact that they want to get into different markets. So that's why they're changing uh, their formulas. But uh, we just, so for career eyewear, where we just did all the Marrakesh that we did, uh, the back hallways and stuff like that in Chantilly Lace, used the Aura. It It was great. Okay. Or is perfect. Or is a great paint. Expensive. Great. great paint. Yes. Yeah. But we're we're not trying to use builder great paint. We don't want to be What is them builder great paint these days? Uh, is, uh, is, what is the 500? Like Ultraspec? Promar 200. Okay. Ultraspec 500. That's Sherwin. 
Ultraspec 500. Ultra so spec. what what makes a builder like what makes a bottom end paint versus what makes a top end paint? What is so, the key ingredient? So for us, it's not even okay. Like when you're trying to save money on material, you're going to end up spending it more in labor. Labor is always going to be more expensive. For sure. So if you're using a high end paint that you can roll on and get away with two coats rather than going four. I'd rather pay the extra money for the material rather than paying for the labor. Because then also, if we're paying more for labor, it means we're on a job site longer, less money for uh, for everybody. Whereas, yeah, less profit. Whereas if we can shift from job site, job site quickly with quality by using really good paints, I'd rather that than sticking with a low grade paint. So we always advise our clients they... They sometimes want a lower grade paint and we always advise them to go higher end is what we do. What's the scrubability factor? Like what are we waiting here? A month before you can scrub it? Or like what's the story you tell the clients? Because paint takes a time takes time to cure fully, right? Yes, that's right. To basically have it's all the scientific molecules on So fine fine paints, they did a color match for Chantilly Lace. In order it, it applies on like a pinky color. It takes thirty to sixty days to actually get to the Chantilly Lace color by sitting on the wall and you'll see the difference yep over that it time. applies on pink like a light pink and then it starts turning into the chantilly lace color that's got to be a hard pill to tell your clients that listen it'll look great in two months and Deal they with watch it. it and they just watch it and they watch it and they watch it and then they're blind they're chantilly lace blind at that time right yeah because they're like it doesn't look like chantilly lace then they'll bring their designer friend in and they'll look at it and they'll go yeah that's chantilly lace yeah it's always about the designer it's not always about the designer. Um, <laughs> it's just, I just, I don't like, listen, everyone knows me, man. I don't like shaker. I don't like Chantilly Lace. Yeah. I don't like glass block. I don't like curbs and showers. There's so many things in construction that I don't understand that don't need to be there, right? But a good paint job is a good paint job. Like, mm-hmm. and, there, and I agree with you guys. I, I would even say 85, maybe 90% is prep. And, you know, 10% is the actual applying of the paint. And then if, like you guys said, good quality paint, it's going to go on really nice if you have a, a good quality tradesperson applying that paint. If you're going to spend sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 on your kitchen, why are you not spending the money on paint? That's the million-dollar question to ask clients, man. That's not a question for me to answer. I know the answer to that. doesn't make any sense to And me, then man. some people who are doing these 60, 70 kitchens, it's, it's based on the look and not the functionality. That's a whole other argument, man. <laughs> but, but here's the funny thing, too, is the quality of the paint that's used in a controlled environment to adhere to all these elements that they want inside, or even the finishes on hardwood, like their furnishings and the cabinetry and all that, like the finishings on um, hardware itself for doors, like that's all ultra high end quality finishes and paint products and all that. But then when it comes to the wall surface and everything that you literally touch, you want to cheap out. Yeah. So we have, when it comes to the curing of when we paint a wall, I guess, is we got to be really careful based on the weather in the homes. Mm. It's been humid lately, huh? We, we had... second job? Remember that one? Oh, my goodness. The, the homeowner did not want to turn on the AC. And the cut and the roll wouldn't blend properly. Because it wasn't drying. Because the house was so humid based on how the house was built. It was one of those downtown houses. It actually says it on the can, doesn't it? That the humidity level has to be within a certain range. We need the temperature in the house to be good in order to get a proper quality paint Why on the wall. Why didn't they want to turn on? The Some people I, I like, think they didn't know. They, they were, I, I don't, they were I, I don't know. What, to maybe it. she didn't know she had AC. I don't know. They, they were older too. Yeah. So. so this is why it's always we find 
in the industry. It's about us advising and giving our knowledge. When we first entered in, it was more like, oh, okay, and we were listening to everybody, whereas that's not what should happen. If you're the professional, like when I go to the barber, I don't ask really what I should get. I say, what do you think will look good? You've been a barber for 30 years. You know the skill. I don't. Just like we know what we're doing. We're in the paint industry. We're advising you in the right direction rather than in the wrong direction. And not everybody knows the whole construction industry. And then some home, homeowners want to kind of manage their own project, but they don't know the the segment of how things are supposed to go in order. So then it gets all messed up as well, right? Because people think it's easy what we do, yep. especially you guys, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, we have that. Well, we're actually looking at uh, working with a financing company now as well. Because rather than where people are like, oh, my God, 15 grand for a paint job. And I'm like, well, it's a whole house. Like, what do you? That's cheap. Yeah. Oh, I know. I'm sorry, but that's cheap. But what do you expect? And then so now it's like, okay, you don't want that to swallow that pill of cashing out all that money. Oh, you're selling your house in a month. We're the last ones to come in. Finance it. You don't pay anything up front. The amount of times I've had clients saying we're going to paint it ourselves. I'm oh, like, what the fuck you are. That's that's what oh, happens. Memory. I just dealt, I just dealt with a, a builder, nine thousand square foot house. They decided they're priming it themselves, nine thousand square feet. So the prep, the most important. They're doing themselves. Ninety percent is what I think it is. It just became ninety-one. Ninety-one mm-hmm. percent important that you do it right. They want to do it themselves, and they've never done it before. Yeah, they go to Home Depot and they get the plastic pans yeah. oh, and yeah. they get the little rollers that are basically made out of lint. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and they—that's what they want to do. Ma- remember the saying? condo job that we did? Which one? Where she got the the who is it the the baseboard guys to do the mudding and taping. Yeah. What do you mean, the trim guys? Yeah, the trim guys. Sorry. This happens all the time where a trade will come in, and not all the time, but we'll work with where one trade will start doing a job, and then they're like, we can do this one too, and that one too, and then... Because they had a hole in the schedule, and they want to fill it, so they're already there, tools are already all set up. I could do your landscaping. Yeah, but you're the plumber. Yeah. So, <laughs> so she got the trim guys to do a patchwork. That's stupid. And then she asked us... They, they didn't bother to sand it. So they did the patchwork, didn't sand it, and then asked us if we could sand it and paint it. But then she said, but can you make it look smooth and, and level with the wall? And we said we can do a, like our best, but it's not going to look. Yeah, it was it Now was you're ridiculous. sanding cured paint on top of yeah. hairy drywall surface, yeah. right? Or she, she said she you're using a brush to cut. And it's a repaint. So you're using a brush to cut. And she's saying, I don't like how there's brush marks. Well, first of all, it's a repaint. And second of all, we're using a brush. So there's going to be brush marks. Like in the industry, we were strong believers of every trade needs to stay in their own trade. Even if you're out of work, wait for a week, more work. There's so much work to go around for everybody. There's they're building all the time. So I'm, we're a big are different though. Eh? You'll get clients that are all just like it has to be brush stroke. Then you'll get clients that it never should be brush stroke. Well, yeah. this is why we believe that every client is different. You got to understand what their needs are in order to meet their needs because the last client that you worked with is not the next client that you're going to work with. Of course. But and you have to leave it a certain way because that client may give you the next client, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. So a lot you of guys always bend yeah. over backwards and try to leave yes. that impression for them, right? Yep. So but it goes back to that double edge because now they're asking you to make magic happen and fix every fucking little thing that happened, right? 
which is difficult sometimes for painters. It's difficult. Especially There's only with, so much you can do. Especially with repaints. You find that a lot in repaints. You guys prefer repaints or new construction? I prefer repaints. Doesn't matter to me. I'm not, I'm not on the site, but I like the dealing with the clients, new construction, but custom home builders, much easier to deal with. Ones that know the game. Well, they know the game. They, you don't chase them for money. You get paid right away. Whereas a lot of times with repaints, homeowners. You're chasing for money then? Homeowners? Yeah. Oh, all the time. Why do you prefer repaints? Um, nostalgia. It's what, I, it's what I grew up doing, right? Yeah. It's what I grew up when I started painting. So I, I just know the process in and out. Not that I don't know the process for, for custom or uh, production. It's just yeah, I, I, know it, I know it so well. I, I could do it with my eyes closed. So different world when it comes to commercial when you guys do retail space. Oh yeah, of course. It's oh. all different. It's each painting is all. It's a totally different game in each, in each sense. Retail, we get really what's the word um, jammed in. We get bottlenecked really bad. So there's always you have a set amount of time to get this done. Well, there's always a delay. Mm -hmm. Always right, but they have to hand over the keys by a certain day. So. When we're using certain products where you need cure time, you need everything, they try and make you cut corners, which you can't, right? So we, by the time, like, the flooring guys are done or the trim guys are done or whatever needs to be done, like one job we had to do where uh, the electricians were coming in the next day, so we had to finish coat the ceilings, prime the whole store, and we were there until 3 in the morning to get it done. Otherwise, it would be impossible. And a lot of guys don't understand that if we can't spray the amount of extra time that goes into a job, which is now not accounted for in our budget because they want that look of the spray, everything comes down to the budget of what the client wants. You have that first conversation with them, but then things change over time. So everything changes and then we get bottlenecked and then we have two days or three days to finish a whole store. Lots of stress in retail, eh? And plus, oh, yeah. you guys don't get paid for 90 days, right? If not oh. longer. Uh, some clients are 45. 45? I prefer that than production painting on these new uh, developments, like condo buildings or subdivisions. Sometimes you're waiting six months, 180 days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's ridiculous. But the retail, with the retail, the last day is... Yeah, everyone's a zoo, right? Yeah, everybody's the in there. It's almost like extreme makeover, man. Yeah, you got the mutters and tapers in there. No, it's too much. Unless there's in your contracts, you guys can get fined, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's why, for instance, production painting, we stay away from. They find, first of all, working with those big builders, you're never appreciated. You're just no. a number. Yep. They also feel like they're doing you a favor because they're giving you work. You don't make any money from it. It's a rush. It's a headache. It's too stressful. And no quality is going into it because you don't have the time to put the quality into it. But then they want quality. Yeah. So they want you to rush, but then they want quality. And then they want this, and then Construction they Construction triangle, man. Pick two. Yeah. Simple as that, right? You want Pick the quality, two. you want to rush, it's going to cost you a shitload of money. Mm -hmm. You don't want to pay a shitload of money, then you got to sacrifice one of the other two then. It won't get done fast. Simple. It's, it's, it's just simple arithmetic. I'm just, that's just my mindset, but that's how you butt heads with people, right? Or a lot of... Uh, they'll bring in other trades when we're supposed to be in there. 
Mm. Well, they just stack it because they need to get it done. Or they say, well, listen, if I can't get in on this day, I can't get back for another and week. And then it so. just makes tension on all yeah, the trades who don't want tension off, on right? everybody. Yeah. The last thing you want is like a plumber or electrician have a paint drop on their brand new Milwaukee or whatever it is, right? And you're like freaking out. I'm like, calm down, man. Calm down. It's just Milwaukee. <laughs> and then we, we stick to a lot unless we do some exteriors depending on what we're doing, but we stick to a lot of interior. We've heard nightmares where, because if you're spraying on outside and you're spraying apartment buildings, we knew uh, oh. somebody where they sprayed, but it was a windy day, overspray on 70 cars. Ah, was it yeah. Chantilly Lace? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was black, actually. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's harder to get off the cars, but 70 cars is a no, lot. No, those little drops are insane. That You're repainting the car if they want to get that far, right? That's the shit thing about it. That's scary. And I've seen guys do that. You'll get the stupid idiots in Toronto that want to paint all their brick. And then they're outside there and just spraying everything in a windy day. And you're just, man, you're spraying everything. Well, well the, one of the cars out of the 70 was a Maserati. Yeah. Black. <laughs> That's like a day that you basically fold up shop and just call it a day, man. Yeah. You're done. I think it was their like third day working there. Well, there was that job. And then we were doing another job where we were doing the interior of an apartment building. There was another team outside. And they oversprayed 15 cars. <sighs> Such a pain in the ass, eh? I'm always paranoid when you're driving through construction sites and they're doing the painting, like on the roadway, and they're just spraying, even though that paint's been designed to literally on contact dry, and that's it. But if you're driving next to it, man, like there's always a paranoid feeling that you'll get some yellow paint on. And nobody's driving a love bug, right? Or a Camaro or whatever. Yeah. That's yellow, so it can't hide it. Everyone's driving something else, so... Paint, you guys get all the blame and everything, man. So everywhere. Well, yeah, we just we just fin we just well we're staining the stairs now, but we finished the first uh, main floor, second floor at a house that we're doing, and uh, it's a semi-detached. The neighbor was really nice because the uh, construction guys they share that wall, so when they were hitting their wall, they damaged the neighbor's wall. Happens. So we fixed it all for them, and then we're uh, we're staining there. Uh, but uh, that builder's a really nice guy. So we're do, we did all the paint there, and now we're staining that house. We're doing all the stairs. So that one, we like that job. So you guys had the same scoff effects problem. Yeah. How was it resolved? They stepped up and gave you material, but you still had to sand everything down and repaint everything all over again. No, not really. We didn't have to We didn't have to sand it. It just wasn't blending. So you have to do another coat. Okay. And then so you then just more coats, adding. more oh, coats. This, this painter I know, he had to sand it all down because it was just. Oh, it was thick. like a really bad orange peel. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a really bad orange peel, so he couldn't leave it that way, right? No, luckily we didn't have that problem, but it was just the more paint you add, the more brush strokes you see, the more roller mar marks you see, it just it makes it thick. That's why we're also cautious on what rules we use, what brushes we use. I mean, a lot of, if you're going to do the landlord special, you're using a very nappy rule. It's going to give you orange peel. But if yeah. you're trying to do a good finish, you use the German rules, microfiber. What what thickness? Um, I thirteen. I I like to use like ten to thirteen. Ten to thirteen. Yeah. What's your choice of brush? I forgot. Purdy? No, it wasn't. No, purdy. I do not like the Purdy's. No, Wooster. I like the Noir. Noir finish. Who's Noir? N U W A R, I believe, is the name. Okay. No, N O U R. Is it Noir? Yeah. Or Noir. I thought it's Noir. noir. No, N O. How come you like those ones? Uh, they're 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 a lot stiffer to use. Okay. Um, it makes a better cut line. Yeah. 
He's right. Yeah, the edges, the edges tilted more. It may, it's just a nicer brush and bang for your buck. I'm not gonna spend thirty dollars on a brush that's gonna last. Th- these brushes are like thirteen dollars. How many times you get them, wash them, and use them again? I've like fifteen times. Really? Yeah, that's pretty good for thirteen dollars, man. Because guys are spending twice that, three times yeah. that. I don't think they last. That I don't. Long. I'm not a fan of the pretty brushes. Yeah, there's some brushes that are fifty bucks, sixty bucks a brush. Yeah, the, our the pure corona. and original brushes are expensive. What is it? A bunch of badgers just hanging on the wall there, and you're just taking them down and using them to paint everything. Is that what you? <laughs> well, uh, how much are the pure and original ones? I think those are eighty 60, bucks. Yeah, eighty bucks. The trowels are expensive. Too. The trowels are what? One twenty. Trowels are one twenty. What are they made out of? Gold. The problem it's is experience. That, yeah, but it's also the problem is like, you can only use their trowel. Otherwise, it, it won't work. It, it won't work. But that's fair on balls Smart. mentality where you they say that you can only use their paint. You can't color match. It depends on a retailer. Retailer, I've heard retailers get in trouble for trying to color match fair on balls colors, right? Mm. But there's that all rule too. You guys have that rule with designers, right? Where they actually put in the contract that you have to use Benjamin Moore or uh So before Chantilly Lake. So when we're getting into that conversation because with a lot of the time I'm pricing based on plans. We do a lot of pricing before they're even building anything. So with retail stores, you can't just walk on and, and see, or we're going to be doing, um, they're like more custom high end houses, we're 4,000 square feet each. We're doing like 18 houses coming up in September. I think it is. And, uh, but nothing's built. So you can't go in and kind of talk about it and see. So when I get the colors on the page, we go over them just like for the spa that we're doing, they have, for their Venetian plaster, they have a type of plaster that they want to use, but they're using it in the spa area. So it's my job to let them know, hey, I recommend this one because you're in a moisture room. This is what I recommend. So for instance, if like, for instance, we were pricing out uh, for a store and they wanted a certain blue color, that blue they wanted, I think they wanted it in a Sherwin-Williams, but I said to them, I said, the color blue that you want is not going to work unless you go with this European paint. So I advise before we even get to there, or if they want a Sherwin-Williams color, we talk about maybe they want a Benjamin Moore, or maybe they want this type of grade or that type of grade, and we have all those conversations beforehand because, yes, they know what they want, but, again, every trade knows their specific trade, and we're supposed to advise. Otherwise, if we're not advising and giving advice and doing a good job, what's the point of us then, but if then we're just listening? You're offering, you're offering your professional opinion. Yes, but that opinion is also adding to the price value because right. of the environment that they're asking for and their designer or their research just taught them that I can go into and grab a can from a big box store and I can use that paint in that room. But you're trying to advise them saying, no, you can't just do that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of factors you got to consider here, right? That's right. But that's going to cost more money. So yes. if you're already spending that money to make that room a certain way. Then you really need to finish it a certain way, right? But that's an uphill battle for you guys to always explain to them that it's going to cost three times as much now for the material. I guess the labor is almost the same. No, it's going to be more too because there's more labor attached to it. But I'd rather have that conversation and I'd rather have them not for go sure. with me and pick somebody else that's going to do what they want. And then if it doesn't turn out well, they're not getting paid anyways. So I'd rather have that conversation, do the uphill battle because once I'm at the top of the platform, at least we're still going to get paid because we advise them and they went with our knowledge. And if they don't go with our knowledge, then it's on them. It's no longer on us because we've advised them. If they advise, if they decide to go against what we're saying, that's on them. That's on them. 
How do you guys navigate that water, man? Because everyone thinks that your trade is anybody can do. How do you guys navigate the competition out there that can paint something in one day? Like off mic, you're talking about student painters and things like that. People that are just picking up on the summertime and all of a sudden they just jump into it. I'm sure in the pandemic, everybody became a painter. They just all jump right in. I could work for my Civic. You know, I, I could fit a roller, a pan, a five-gallon bucket in my Civic. And I can, how do you guys navigate through that shit, man? We don't compete with those guys. You don't even deal with it. It's not even on your radar. If they're getting pricing from them or other companies and whatnot, I'm, I'm not even going to even try and give a price. Clients are sharing that information with you going, this is the quote that we got from so-and-so. Sometimes we do have that. Yeah. They were like, we'll sometimes price out customs and there'll be guys who undercut 60% of what we're charging. And I'll say, okay, you go with them. I'm not even going to have that conversation. How is that even possible? Like, what are they using? Basically water with food coloring in it? Like, that's the paint they're using? There's a lot of guys out there that are in in sapping in every industry in the trade where they're undercutting everybody. So it might be two guys who are doing it together. So they have the ability. We're a paint company. We're not just two painters painting. We're yeah, a paint yeah. company. You're You're not our only client. We have many clients. Right. So even like, for instance, when we're on a job site and then clients start adding more and more and more, I say, hey, listen, it's not about the money. It's about the time. We scheduled your job in for X amount of days. And now because you're adding this, this, this and this, we're going to be here for three more days. You're going to push our other job back. So it's not always just about the money. It's about the timeline, too, because a lot of in the industry, they don't understand that we always have to look for the next job. Of course, you always and look for so and now jobs in your case is jobs yeah it's not just one job you're looking for. so now we try and plan two three months out hmm. to give us more cushion that but way you keep you guys busy you keep everyone happy so we're yeah we're, that's why we're we're doing the retail side of things and we're doing high-end custom homes because we don't want to compete with student painters no problem like again if somebody calls us and say i have one bedroom to paint we won't go it's not worth our time but for others of course it will be worth their time if somebody and not to knock anybody if you're doing painting on the side and you're good at it and you have a full-time job no problem go and do it but i'm not going to compete in your space plus also we have all other expenses social media costs money office lines cost money estimators cost money but the uh, materials that you guys insurance. are using and the skills you guys are using doesn't compare to what they're using that's so right you can't compare it's not apples and apples at that that's point. right but if somebody but then your price is going to be higher regardless 100 percent, right 100%. but it's higher for a reason it's not higher because you're just gouging people but again we're not for everybody we're not the most expensive we're not the cheapest but i don't want to have every client say yes to us because that means we're too cheap. If everybody agrees to our price and nobody's saying no, because again, we're not for everybody, just like certain cars are not for everybody. Some people want them, some people don't, but you're gonna pay for our quality service, our customer service. It's just like if you were to buy windows and doors from a company and they're a big company, you're gonna pay more money because they're providing a service yeah. than some guy who's gonna just say, hey, I can get you windows. Yeah, you'll save a lot of money, but people want that customer service experience. You guys are always like, I've always said, I don't know if I said it on the show, but painting and painters are always like the last slice of pizza. Everyone always fights over the last slice of pizza. So whenever there's a pizza on the job site, I take out the last slice and it's important from the beginning. It's not left at the end and everyone just haggles over that slice saying, well, it's only worth this much. It's only worth that much. You guys have this, you have that, whatever. No, kiss my ass. It's important. That slice of pizza of the construction is important. And it's just frustrating. I'm sure I, I've gotten frustrated talking to clients to try to explain to them how important it is compared to the rest of the trades that are on the site. Well, also, too, getting um, 
messing up the painter's schedule too is just like deciding to put flooring in before there like we were doing a job where the agreement was that before we paint because we're spraying don't put the flooring in first put it in after and then we showed up and flooring was going in no warning i always put the flooring in first before painting goes on well then cover it but then then i'm fully covering it and i I ain't covering it with ram board no they wouldn't with sheets of masonite eighth inch and i'm taping all the joints so then uh they wouldn't cover they wouldn't cover that's just stupid this is a homeowner gc or is this just a stupid gc no this was like a big project we were doing and they wouldn't cover the finished flooring and they're even with paper. Well, well actually, paper? on that site, all the flooring ended up getting ruined, not by us, but because instead of so instead of doing top down, they went bottom up. So all the trades were coming in from every floor, working their way up, rather than going top down. So all the sand on the site and everything scratched the shit out of all the floors. And then, and then the people that did the balcony made it level. Oh yeah, they didn't. Uh, they didn't do the balconies properly, so water came into every single unit and damaged. Is it a tr- condo? It was a condo, yeah. Using digital platforms in our industry is becoming more common, especially among the young folks, because it improves efficiency, prevents mistakes, and overall makes our lives as contractors easier. This is why we partnered with Connect Team, a platform built to manage, train, and communicate with your team. Connect Team's desktop version gives managers a live overview of the business to track work hours, create schedules, make sure the business meets compliance, and so much more. Employees just download the app to their mobile to clock in and out, share safety reports, and get updates all in one place, ensuring they've got what they need to perform at their best. Connect Team has a free plan and a 14-day free trial. Try them today by checking out the link in the show notes. Luxury. (laughs) No, I know. It looks luxurious on the Photoshopped images that are sold on the website. No backsplash? Yeah. No backsplash in the kitchen? Yeah, so they were supposed to do backsplash, and then we left the painting out because you don't need to paint it. And then we were told, what are you talking about? We decided against backsplash. So then you now got to paint. And the whole point, backsplash looks great, but the whole, and I, I, I don't think a lot of people understand, it's the functionality of the backsplash. When you're cooking, you're using oil. You're, it's going to hit the backsplash and you can wipe it off because it's tile. But if you just have a wall, eventually that oil is going to seep into the drywall. You're going to end up having to cut it out, redo it all, put some backsplash in. These are luxury cars. Oh, no, but that, that's why they, they picked eggshell. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> everyone <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. fixes everyone's <laughs> problem. You get tomato sauce. Man, this this GC or this company should actually go home and grab an egg and look at that shell and just understand that that's not going to protect shit, man. People think... If you paint your walls eggshell, it will save your life. So we actually go against eggshell now? Yeah, eggshell. What do you guys recommend? Flat. 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 Listen, I'm from the film business before construction. I fucking love flat. So the reason, so flat is based on now, so the positive thing about formula change is the durability of the high-end flat paints. You can wash the walls. It's It's great. very good. Right. Now the problem is, is if we use eggshell, when we go to do touch-ups, we got to redo the entire wall You because it's going to flash. You can't just do one section. So we always advise, hey, you want eggshell? You're going to pay extra. You'll get the same flashing with satin finish as well too, right? Mm. It's just flat you don't. 
that's a nicer paint. So man. we do pearl for like baseboards, doors, and then flat walls, flat ceilings. So what is the sheen difference between a pearl and a satin? Like, what are we talking about? Micro here, or are we like? Yeah, there's different brands that call it a different sheen. Yeah, but so it's, it's really it's, the same thing. It's basically tomatoes yeah. model. Yeah. Is that all it's it is? Different branding, okay. different cans, different Got lines. It. Call it something different. So they come up with another name that yeah. kind of looks a certain way, right? That's right. Chantilly lace glow. <laughs> Crap like that, man. Why are they stuck on C? What is it? CC eleven. Cloud white. Cloud white. Oh. What is cloud white's number? CC what? CC third? No, not CC third. I don't know what the hell is. All the designers right now are rolling their eyes, going, "How do you not know that, Manny?" Or, or white. Because I don't give a fuck about that color. Well, That's there's right. also for us to know every single coat out there. It's there's thousands upon thousands of different paints. Yeah, you get familiar with certain ones because everybody starts using the same one, which is crazy because. Why wouldn't you want different colors in your own house? This is why I don't, we don't pick out colors for clients. We send them to our suppliers like Steel's Paint and so forth to get advice from them because they're paint color consultants. They can give them great advice because I never want to choose for a client because my opinions, my color ideas for what I want is going to be different from everybody else. Recently, I've been seeing, because uh, I can't stand, so you know what I've been doing on social media now? When I see, you know how the algorithms, all that crap, like you start, you look at one thing, all of a sudden you see the same thing over same and over. Thing. So I literally been blocking Shaker, <laughs> blocking shit like that, right? Chantilly, I just block it. I'm like, I don't want it to come up. And so what I've been noticing is that I've been seeing these beautiful olive greens coming up mm. in bathrooms and kitchens. But I people been, are nervous to do that. Fuck them. So I, I see like blues, like these indigo blues that are just mixed with different shades of blues. And like you start seeing drapery balances and things like that. You're seeing all these beautiful colors. And then you start seeing like dens that are painted in either super high gloss, almost that piano finish black. Mm. Uh, fine Paints of Europe does that. Yeah, but gloss. this is why you should always work with different people in their trades to give you the best opinion. Like yes. for instance, as we're renovating our farm right now, it's not like we're picking out everything we're working. So we knew we, we already have our windows installed. So we went with um, like a, like a cashmere, like a cream for the windows. So obviously I want to match the fascia, the downspouts and all of that with that. But now we're bringing that color to the experts okay. to say, Hey, listen, we're going to paint our exterior house what do you recommend to go with this color? Then we have the flooring choice already for inside. Hey, listen, wall color, we're going to do so in in our place for where we're putting the fireplaces, we're going to do a Marrakesh accent wall in the room. So we've already picked out that color. Which color is going to complement this color? Then just like picking out your baseboards, you want everything to complement everything. And that's why you use professionals and we send them to the right places so that way people can get the right opinions. It might not be the right perfect opinion but they're getting advice it's funny how the clients will always ask you guys to paint chantilly lace but they'll bookmark the shit out of those olives and those blues and those other tones terracotta things like that they're afraid they'll bookmark the shit out of it yeah but they are totally afraid of committing to that mm -hmm. and i'm like i always said walking into a room is an emotion it's not a visual it's an emotion you don't get shit emotion from chantilly lace in my opinion right so it's just white just white right i'm a white guy european but it's just like it doesn't like have some or it's interest. like it's like where we're painting the same color baseboards different sheen same color wall different oh, sheen okay. same color ceiling different sheen so everything <sighs> is the same color don't you want some sort of uniqueness and at the end of the day go for that color be a little bit bold because what's the worst that can happen you don't like it 
change if the color. You, if you go white on everything, listen, I've seen that. Those homes are nice. Like, but that's like couch, dressers, table, count. Everything's white. If you do that, and that, then that makes a lot of sense for Chantilly Lace. But if you actually want some interesting elements in a, in, a, in a nice, warm, cozy home, like we all watch this shit. We see it on TV shows. We see it in movies. We see it on our social media. We see it on Pinterest. We see all these gorgeous colors being applied a certain way and designed a certain way. But yet homeowners don't want to. But I tell you, man, they bookmark the shit out of that. But they, they talk do, about it. It's all talk. If you do it. Do the color. If you don't like it, change the color. You always change the color. I like the olive that you're talking about. Oh, it's fucking stunning, dude. It, the, it makes it. I've it seen kitchens me, and bathrooms like it that. It reminds me of like London. The yeah. great London, thing about England. paint is you can always change the color. Once you design your bathroom and you make the size of your shower, you can't change it just like that. No. With paint, you don't like the color, switch the color. Plus, you can change it down the line as well, too, to a different tone, and then all of a sudden you're good. Start with a bathroom it has got white fixtures or whatever, but then add some color or whatever, the accent tile or the backsplash tile. You want your house to feel warm. Yeah. The home, the home is where the heart is. White doesn't feel warm. No. Not to me. It doesn't. No. It's easy for a painter, though. I ain't complaining. Yeah, it's easier for you guys <laughs> yeah. to apply, so it's simple for you guys. Yeah, when you start getting into colors, you got to get, like, serious cutting at oh, that point, right? Yeah. Yeah, the way we love to do that because that's where our skill is. That's where you see the skill. Yeah. And it ain't those stupid uh, infomercial like the roller pads with the wheels on it, like Ugh. cutting crap, yeah. shit like that. Right. I remember my brother doing that to his house. And I was like, why is there like a quarter inch line separated from the corner of the ceiling to the wall? And I was like, well, that's how the, the brush thing went. And I was like, well, what the fuck is this thing? I don't know what the hell this is. And some guy invented it and he's on a beach making a shitload of money because he sold a million of those units, man. But it sucks. It's not the right thing to use. Mm hmm. <laughs> skills take time is there a particular bone you guys want to pick with the painting industry or construction industry nothing you got anything in mind a bone to pick i would just say it's again the off mic conversation that we had it's just the unregulations of everything mm. that's again with with pricing nobody has any idea what anything costs because there's no idea of what anything costs your material cost though, over the funny, stupid years, they doubled, didn't they? Like a can was just like, I'm, yeah. when I'm being told what a can costs, I was like, are you crazy, man? I don't remember cans costing that. Oh, yeah. yeah, but they're then insane. you have people complaining. They're like, well, I'll go to Canadian Tire. Canadian Tire or Home Depot. Yeah. What brand is that Canadian Tire? Um, what is it? Mastercraft paint? They have the new one with like the special pour nozzle or something. Oh, they what got is the, that crap? They, they <laughs> what is that crap? They invented, now they said... You got to buy your paint in bags. So they sell paint in bags. Oh, yeah. There's now. a paint bag one. Yeah. Uh, I think Home Depot is Bear. Bear. Yeah. Funny enough. That makes the, me just want to go to the bear. aisle there with a pin. And just shh. <laughs> yeah, but see a lot of... Create a little bit of Jackson I mean, Pollock it, it on is, the floor. It is smart for Home Depot to sell paint because you got guys coming in there buying all their material and they're like, okay. And then they're with their wife or whatever. And they're like, honey, you can paint now. And then you get paint from Home Depot. Is Ralph Lauren still selling paint at Home Depot? Or is they still selling paint? Remember the day when they had all these... Ralph Lauren was selling paint? Yeah, they had all these textured finishes. Like they threw in silicone sand in there and then they would create a textured finish and they were selling it for a stupid price. Like this is back in the day, maybe 15 years ago, that they were selling it for like 50 bucks a gallon. But you could only use their base and their products. Of course. They had like a denim paint. Like like you had a wire. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. And I'm like, listen, I don't care what you guys say. That doesn't look like denim. 
right? You guys are trying to make it look like denim, but it doesn't look like denim, right? Then they did the sand one, which had like a bag of silicone sand that you mixed in with the paint. You had to constantly mix it, stir it. Then you apply with a roller and you get like a deep section of sand on it and then you have empty spots. And I'm like, this is not working. This doesn't make any sense. But people were buying into it. Yeah, our, our material costs have gone up. Like Aura is not a cheap. A lot. What's Aura now? Is it over 100? Yep. A gallon? <sighs> I believe it is. Really? Is that on your phone? A little bit more. Over, like your price is over $100 for a can of Aura? No, if you walk into the store. Okay, but. all right. That's still, though. What is it? Yours price? Like 99 Something like that. <laughs> but what we do is we we always tell the clients, hey, we're not marking up our, our product. We give you what we get. Because there isn't room there to mark it up. These guys are, this is what uh, infuriates me about some of the paint companies is that they're selling it to the same homeowners for the same price. And I'm like, you guys shouldn't be doing that, man. There should be a little bit of specialty going on here. Of course. So that way we get a job rather than them them saying, okay, I'll just do it myself. Well, you guys are also buying volume. I can only assume how many gallons or pails you guys are buying. You guys are not walking and going, give me one can of Chantilly lace. No, I've seen painters going, give me a skid. Of it's five a, gallons of Chantilly yeah. lace. It's like 90 to 100 bucks. Yeah. For a can of Aura. Yeah. Depending on the base. Deeper base is going to cost yeah. more. Oh, if you get that Chantilly lace, though. But then, like. There's a markup on sh- just Chantilly yeah, lace. Yeah, what well, you course. pay for every single letter. Is that the why the name's so long? <laughs> I, there's also an obsession with White Dove. People love White Obsession Dove. with White Dove. What do you mean? Like a, that's the name of the paint? Yeah. White Dove? White Dove. Benjamin Moore? Benjamin Moore. Is that a new color? Uh, no, it's, I wouldn't say new, um, but I, what I don't, is it? is it warmer or cooler? White dove, I'm assuming it warmer. It makes no difference. It makes There's no difference. There's so many difference. whites that are just so, so similar. Well, and people, CC, whatever, 46, whatever it is. Yeah. Cloud white is warmer. Chantilly lace is like in between warm it looks and all the colder. Same. It looks all the same. It depends also. And then you get electricians coming in and throwing in all these cool bulbs. You're like, well, you just fucked up all my color, man. Yeah, because that's also when you're picking out lighting. How is your lighting being done in your house to reflect my biggest paint, dude? If you get an electrician who doesn't understand temperature of light and you're mix matching accent light, reset light and fixtures and whatever you're mix matching it and it just looks like a blur. I'm like furious by that shit. Furious by it because it it diminishes what you guys have done because now every wall is going to look different for the wrong reason. Mm hmm which defeats the purpose of you guys spending all that time and effort and skill to paint it a certain way. I, oh, I guess know what the bone to pick is. Yeah. It's when a client tells us a color and we go to pick up the color and they're like, I think I changed my mind. I want to go with something else. Sure. You still paid for this though. Yeah. Or you start doing the work and they don't say anything in between. And when you finish, then they're like, Oh, I don't know if I like that color. Like, can you give us a deal? Well, you do now because you just paid for it, right? Yeah. You want me to repaint it? I've seen that sometimes a few, like three, four times, eh? Like, peel it off. And we're talking not just walls. We're talking built-ins. And then change the color again and then remask it and then change it again and then peel it off. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, now I love it. They're paying for it. By all means, That's do it. But, but, but it also, it also messes, up, messes up the schedule. So when we book jobs in... Right, we have a certain time that we're finishing. I agree. It by. We have I time totally and budget. Agree. Yeah, and then it's like you want to make the client happy, but it's like, why didn't you think of this beforehand? When, when you, you guys are offering clients samples, are you guys just yeah. doing a slap on a section of a wall? Oh no, we're telling them to go right to the store, get advice, get the samples. We'll put it on the wall. But they're you. not asking you to put it on. The, okay, so they'll get the sample, but you guys are going to roll a section of the wall yeah. and but, paint it. But still, even though if you do a, like we did samples 
It still doesn't give you the whole thing. It still doesn't give the whole thing. They should be thing. paying you guys to paint a whole wall from ceiling to walls to corners to base. Paint that. That's the sample there. But you, they should be paying for that. But yeah. they won't, right? No, because everybody doesn't feel like the extra work costs any extra money. But spending the time and effort to paint a whole room to discover that you didn't like it. Because I've always said to clients, you should paint one wall and ideally that wall should be connected to some outdoor window and some interior lighting so that you can see it morning noon and night then you can say yay or nay if i like it and that way you've already just spent a fraction of what well that's being proactive but nobody's proactive no so in that case yeah you spent maybe a couple hundred bucks more or whatever it is but now you actually know what you want so you don't have to go back to the drawing board later on right i don't want to dog the designers here but are we like their vision board. They're so used to the Chantilly Lace that they've seen it and they know exactly what the accompanying tones associated with that color that it's almost like you phone it in and you're literally just presenting the design scheme because you're so used to this one base color and you've sold the client on that color and now your drapes and your upholstery and your rugs and your flooring, everything's connected to that and this is what it works. But why is the designers giving the same look to every homeowner? That's what I'm asking is like, are they doing that because I'm getting paid the same amount if I present this, which was just presented on the last job, or I'm getting paid the same amount if I spend another hundred hours redesigning a whole color scheme to present to this that may not get approved. It's basic. Right. But that's what should happen. Because well, no, if you're a designer, you. totally that's what you, you should do. Exactly. Right. That's like, that's where their skill set is. That's what they've been taught. Like everybody we go to is like Sean Tilly Lace, Sean Tilly Lace. I'm like, why, why is everybody doing the same thing? It's your home. Not everybody is the same. Everybody, not everybody has the same car. Not everybody has the same pair of sunglasses. You got to, the whole point of working with a designer, because you don't have that design mindset, is for them to help you and give you a vision. What furniture are you putting in? What flooring are you choosing? You know, not to just shift over from, because it's easy. Everybody can do the easy thing. We could paint everybody's house the same color over and over and over again. But then that gets boring. But that, but that's what you guys, you guys are painting it to a, a level of quality. So then it's fine. At some point, you guys got to give up the argument about trying to convince them to use a different yeah, color right. or experiment and try mm-hmm. something yeah. new, right? Or you got to get an opportunity where you paint your own place, or you have a friend, or what have you, and they want to take it like in a chance or whatever. And that's what I, I've, I, I fit right into that that kind of category, right? But the whole painting thing with the designers, it happens in tile. Everyone's always choosing the same tile tones, stone tones, hardwood flooring tones. Like, they're always choosing the same brick sometimes, exterior cladding sometimes. Oh, my God. The nightmare of all the gray floors in all the houses right now. Like, what happens 10 years from now when it's like I was laughing my ass off at the beginning of my construction career where everybody was talking about five inch at the time. It was five inch and it was all lighter grayish kind of flooring. But now it's all white oak and it's like six or eight Mm -hmm. inch now. But I mean, like, so what happened to all the people that chose 10 years ago, that gray five inch stuff? You can only sand it once or twice and that's it. So are you, you're going to live with it. So it's, why are you going with the trend? Why don't you go with what you know is going to last forever, which we've seen over and over. It does last forever. And it's, it, it accompanies any kind of design that you want to design. And plus, most hardwood these days is covered up with rugs, mm-hmm. furniture, all kinds of shit. But I mean, they're always, all these things are the same. Like I can't stand the same mosaics being chose, the same porcelain slimes, like the same countertops. Oh my God, everybody doing just the white subway (sighs) tile. Everybody, white subway tile, subway tile, subway tile. That's what I'm telling you on social media. I block them, block them, block them. So they don't come up, man. 
And then you know what happens? I'm telling you the truth. It happens. You get all these beautiful different ideas coming up. And you're like, that's interesting. I like seeing that. And then you can take different ideas from everybody and combine them together to make the whole point of your own home is to make it unique. Just yeah. not be the same as everybody else. I did a house where it's it was cookie a, cutter. a little bit of a challenge just to get uh, red in one bedroom, blue in another bedroom, uh, gray in one bedroom. And then, of course, the homeowners, they actually went with the master was CC, whatever, cloud white. And I was like, yeah, that was the worst bedroom of all, right? The other bedrooms, the kids' bedrooms were the color bedrooms, which were great. And they loved it. They had a fun. They had fun with it. They walked in and they had a. They had a vibe. When they walked in, the kids were excited about seeing that color on the wall. Right. That's what I liked about it. It's their rooms, their purpose, man. So and then, and then I try. I fought with them to t- to extend it. So you started seeing purples and mauves and tile work and the the mosaics and all stuff like that. And I'm like, this is nice shit. This is if I was a kid, this is what I would have want walk into. Right. So that's why I like accent walls. Accent walls are. You see the crisp see, I don't, lines. I I I rather do the whole room that color why just one wall well it's kind of cool what we're doing with our farm we're doing it marrakesh accent wall now that's cool what color what's it like uh it's a warm gray warm gray gray. same color we did in garage yorkdale okay and it's so uh essentially where we're putting in fireplaces into the bedrooms the backdrop of the fireplace will be in marrakesh so behind the tv the fireplace because we're doing a tv above each fireplace but it's also like in the living room, we could have done stone on the wall. Marrakesh is expensive, way more cost effective than doing than stone. stone. Yeah, and it looks nice. Plus, it's going to look beautiful morning, noon, and night. Mm-hmm. It's going to have just, three different looks. And we just put in these amazing, huge windows, so when the light comes in and hits it in the different angles, it's going to look gorgeous. See, that makes that's common sense construction to me, man. Because you got to decide what kind of look. So the look inside of our farmhouse, we're doing it in an elegant look, tasteful, elegant, not busy. So you got to choose what you want to choose, right? What do you put on the floor? Uh, it's a darker wood. It's very yeah. nice. And then I uh, took it to I I have I use a specialty wood store where uh, I bring them two boxes of wood and they make all the vents, all the return vents, nice. all the nosing out of the same flooring. Don't need to stain. It's installed with the flooring. Nice. It matches perfectly. And it's seven. I think we're it's almost eight inch. Eight inch wide boards. You gluing and nailing down, or you yep. just yeah, it's gonna look nice. And then eight inch baseboards, eight foot ceilings or nine foot ceilings, eight foot ceilings. Uh, we got uh, on uh, the main floor. It's either between nine and ten. Second floor is eight to nine, and then the attic because it's like a dip roof, but we designed it tastefully in the attic as well just to allow as much space up there as possible. And then all the doors that are going for the bedrooms are all seven-foot doors. Nice. Solid? Solid. One and three-quarter thick? Yeah. What, yeah. Heavy. Three hinges. That's right. Black hardware, or are you guys going? We'll see what our dad says. <laughs> <laughs> Probably Because be I, try, I, tried, I tried to do the black windows on the outside. Is he going to bring the JBL speaker and start playing the Sade? Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the whole discography there, man, just playing her whole thing. She's got some classic tracks, man. Oh, yeah. She's got some bangers. They're actually coming up today. They're taking a look. All uh, The roof is on now, and now uh, my roofers are there right now. They're putting all the fascia, heat trough, downspouts on right now. And we matched the window color with fascia, heat trough, everything. Blends in beautifully, and then I different see color. It. I could totally see it, yeah. So it's like a cashmere color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice. I thought black would look cool, too, but... It's a 150-year-old farmhouse poured concrete. It could work. 
But it it have to be done a certain way too as well. You know, I know what you're saying. But with the cream, it looks really nice because it's gonna look really elegant, especially now if you want to go a little bit bolder. The light fixtures on the outside we can do in black, or you could even do it in like a brass, which will look cool too. Go rose gold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So one question for both of you guys and two different answers, I guess. If you got a young punk coming up into the painting world. Running a business, what's the biggest lesson that you could teach them? And operating like on site, what's the biggest lesson you could teach them? You want to go? I'm, I'm still thinking about this one. Um, so they have, well, they're, well, they're a solo painter? They're they have solo their own painter. Thing. No, they're a solo painter. They're just going, listen, I want to become a painter. They don't want to be a civic painter, right? Like Honda Civic Painter. They want to actually have a legitimate business. So, I mean, we know that the business part of any construction business is far more important than the skill part. I'm not diminishing the skill part. I'm just saying that without the business being properly organized, that construction business doesn't run. So my thing is in the trades, if you're young and you're learning, take the time to go under somebody's wing, learn. Even if you're not going to make the money then, you're going to get the return in then. Like, to give you an example, we eventually at our farm, we want to open a small brewery. And there's already a gentleman up nearby who's already doing it. He, I've already done a walkthrough. I'm going to be able to go in and work with him on site. But I'm not doing it for any money. I'm going for free because he's going to teach me the skill set, which in the end, it's going to work out. So if you can go under somebody who has a lot of experience, not necessarily on the painting side, maybe on the business side or whatever you need to learn on, use them as your mentor. Yeah. Don't try and be like, I want to get money from this. Do it where I'm learning. They're going to give me the skills where I don't have to pay for those skills. And now it will help my business more. There's a great quote. The man that enjoys the journey will go farther than the man that enjoys the destination. Of course. You got to enjoy the journey. And you got to put, you got to put the right people around you. Like our team of guys that are working right now, most of them paint better than me, but I deal with the side of things that I know what I'm good at. So you got to, but you guys had a hand with that. I'm going to just interrupt. But you guys had a hand with teaching them how to paint better than you, right? Well, no, not necessarily. Like one of our main guys, he's 34 now. Okay. And he's been painting since he was 15. So he perfected his craft, right? I can't paint like him. Yeah, he's I, I never paint. taught him. He, yeah. But we work hand in hand where he's on site. He supervises part of our team. And we trust in him. But he also trusts in us to bring the business side to make sure he's always working. So there, everything, there, everybody goes hand in hand. It's a harmony and you got to surround yourself with the people that know what they're doing. Like for our social media, we're not good at filming. So we have a team that yeah. takes care of that for us. There, there's got to be zero ego in it, right? When you're learning. Yeah, no you got to learn, man. You, can, you don't you know learn. everything. Simple. You can't. If you know how to paint, do you know the business side? Do you know the videography side? Do you know this side? No, right? So, so when you got to put your Find ego aside. Exactly. Team. Or even when you're learning... Uh, the the guy that he was talking about that we uh, that's been painting for fifteen years, I'm still learning stuff from him, right? And and it's a pleasure learning from him. The ego people that we get sometimes who come in who believe like they're the shit, check that shit at the door. Nobody is the shit in this industry. The way the right mindset is, can you always learn? Because there's always more to learn, rather than I'm the best. I can give you a hand with the consumption of that brewery if you want a hand with that. I can shadow you there, right? So there you go. Yeah. If I polish off four Guinnesses last night, is that do I, I think, have a I think you're Or does that, yeah. does that make you Irish? Which one is it, man? 
Well, we are, we are Irish, so. <laughs> I was actually surprised that I polished off four. I was like, I was craving it. I haven't had it in a while. And I was like, man, this tastes all good. So I, I, I was at, I, and I was with a good friend of mine. He's in the construction industry as well. And we had them over for dinner, him and his wife. And uh, I took them to that brewery. And the owner was there. We got, uh, so it's a cool farm brewery. It's nearby me. For tastes different, man. And uh, so he's doing the old school brewery. It's no steel vats. It's all wood barrels. Oh. And we just we just had this wonderful strawberry ale last night. Where, the, what's, the name the, of, what's the name of it? It's Stillfields. Where whereabouts is it? Meaford. So if you go uh, west of Thornberry and just before you hit uh, the town of Meaford, nice. It's a farm there. I think there's six generation farmers up there, but uh, where they have the brewery is uh, the land is too small for them to farm. So he's like, why not? Let's just open a brewery. And so if you have a farm and you grow uh, on your farm, as long as you're growing at least four acres, you don't need a liquor license. You bypass all the rules and you can sell to the general public. Before the pandemic, I was offered by a client, uh, a, a previous client that I did a couple of jobs for, and they were considering buying someplace way up north there. And But the, the, the cool thing about this property that they want to buy and the land and everything is that there was an old uh, coffee roastery. Mm. Roastery, is that the right term? Yeah, roastery. Yeah. yeah. And he wanted me to rebuild that building, and they were going to open it up into an actual operating business. And I was like, man, I really want this job. And they got outbidded by someone that just came in, snuck in, and just gave them a drop-dead price, and they just bought it. And I was like, fuck. I really wanted to build that coffee shop there, man. Like like that whole – I would have loved to have done that, but I didn't know. I was like, so doing a brewery with wood barrels? Fuck. That would have been oh, amazing. Oh, so good. Oh, it would be amazing, man. Oh, the beer that they have there is fantastic. It's not a ripoff. It's a cool spot. It's quenching. Yes. For all you alcohol drinkers and you guys have problems, I can't help you with that. <laughs> Gentlemen, what's the deets again? Let's get to the 12 questions so we can wrap it up. What's it? How to get a hold of everybody again? Brother Bear's Painting, Instagram. Brother Bear's Painting, TikTok. Brother Bear's Painting, Threads now because... You guys are doing the threads? I thought threads like dropped 70% after the first week. I don't know. Crap. We're on there because you never know. Some new fucking social media is opening <laughs> up again. And now you got to post on the all The Zuckerberg time. AI. Yeah. Is it yeah. him or is it AI? I think he looks like a robot. Oh, days. and then we got uh, LinkedIn as well. Okay. I guess. Under Brothers Bears. Brother Bears, under yeah. Bears. And all the Brother website Bears. is triple W Brother Bears with an S. Yeah. Still oh. under construction, though. Still under construction. Because we're always under construction. We're get, always working. Got to get it painted at least, Yeah, man, there you go. Finish it up, man. Primed. It's already primed. <laughs> we're just waiting for the... How long can you prime something and just leave it that way? I don't know. Ask a homeowner or the landlord <laughs> special. <laughs> They'll say they just painted it even though it was primer. That prime finish. I mean, you could tint your primer and there you go. That it's prime finish. finish. Yeah. But that ain't going to work. But it's true. The homeowner landlord special, man. Gentlemen, you ready for the 12 questions? Let's go. What's your favorite construction word? What what what's the one in another day? Or no, uh, the we'll get it done in next week. Just another day. Just another day. Just another day. That's both yours. I don't know. That's I guess uh, we're the, we're the bears, so I guess we got to have the. What's your least favorite construction word? Least favorite construction word. Hmm. More money. Is it more money or more money? More money. More money. Or more time. More time. What turns you on in construction? Good people. Who are you? Good clients. <laughs> I would say in the construction industry, my favorite part of it is that 
it's still fun. It's not run by HR. You can still have a good time, play some music. You got to enjoy the time while you're there. So we enjoy with everybody who we work with. So when I show up on the job site, I have fun with everybody. But your vehicle has paint splatter inside and your vehicle doesn't have any paint pattern. Oh, I have a lot of paint splatter. Oh, he spilled a whole pail inside the van. That <laughs> oil paint. I was like, inside what? Inside the van? Yeah. yeah not down. the back? No, no. no. It's it seeped in into the trunk. Yeah. yeah that sucks. And it smells and like oil? Oil. And I was like, why the, why the hell does it smell like oil? Now I drive with the windows down. But we know? rather have it happen in the car than in of somebody's course, house. Totally. What turns you off in construction? Oil paint. <laughs> oil paint. <laughs> oil paint? Uh, clients booking all the trades in on the same day. Yeah, stuck in that shit. What's your favorite curse word, gentlemen? I like a good damn. Or a good shit, you know? I'd say cunt. That's a good one. That's a good one. You're Irish. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite vehicle in the entire world? Not the oil one. It's a really weird one. I like I like the Golf R. The Golf R? Yeah. Is it the Golf R? GTI? GTI R? Probably. It's a Volkswagen. Yeah, GTI. Yeah. It's a GTI. Is it like a special That's edition or something? That's your favorite car. That's though. my favorite, favorite car. car. GTI R? Yeah. Okay. I want to make sure. I want to make sure. Is Double check it. I know the GTI. Like, I mean, I still got respect for the Volkswagen G- Golf GTI. Like, at that one. I even had, I love the Corrado. I like the Scirocco. Like, I, those were all good cars. They're not around anymore. But what's yours, Cameron? Aston Martin Vantage Sport. You know what, though? It's it's the new one. Is it the new one? No, it's the DB. That, that's the DB. Yeah. DB11. That's a different model. It's kind of nice, man. It's it's just elegant. It's very like elegant. when you when you paint a house to make it look elegant. It does look very. It's it's you know what you can see the craftsmanship in that. Like vehicle. I don't like the new Jaguar, but the old Jaguar F Type with the yes. huge hood. Yes, yes, I just saw that in Creamore yesterday. Okay, gorgeous. What color? Green. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. A it just it just like scream like you want to wear a suit getting into that car. Like you're gonna respect it. You know what I mean? I loved how, if you guys ever watched Grand Tour, how the boys, they, they were doing Jaguar edition or whatever, and all of a sudden they're like, listen, when you drive a Jaguar, it allows you to do certain things. And they walk into a hotel and they're stealing all these things because they drive a Jaguar. So they're walking out with like the robes and the towels and all the colors. Well, the Jaguar is meant to be the villain car in the movies. Exactly, And right? Aston Martin is the good guy, yeah, James Bond, yeah. It's it's the GTI. But sometimes you it's the GTI, right? But there's no R on it. There is an R. Oh, there is an R. I don't the like the R. One. I don't like the R. I, I just like the GTI. You like the GTI, yeah. exactly. Listen, I'm I, I drive that big van. It gets scary driving that. What is the it? City. Transit or a Sprinter? Dodge Caravan. Dodge, Dodge Caravan. Caravan. That's a big van to you. A Dodge That's a Caravan. big van to me. <laughs> well, he's new at driving. I don't have so. a backup camera. I don't know how. I can't gauge the distance. So it's a little you bit tricky learn for me. The size of your car exactly uh least favorite vehicle in the entire world the, the fucking what was it the cube fucking the st- nissan cube I oh think it was yeah the cube was stupid with the hamsters they did the hamster that's commercial. the kia soul that's the one that's i don't know both of them are I stupid or stupid noah was stupid that ford flex bullshit no no i hate the oh G- the ford flex yeah i was they had wood paneling on one model i think so ugly i, I think homer simpson designed it or something <laughs> i hate the glk is it the, the GLK? GLK? Are you well, talking, are you talking about Jetta? No, GLK is the Mercedes. The Mercedes. It's more like a, a small box. Oh, the little tiny hatchback thing or whatever. No, it was, it was like a smaller SUV. Okay, I know you're talking the GLK. about. GLK. It had a weird shape. Or no, it's ugly, the Volkswagen Bug. The, the revised one. 
Just all of them in all general. Of them? I mean, the old one, it was the cheapest car to just get car parts and repair because you could just pull it off and put a new yeah, one. This one. Like, who's driving that? Yeah, it's that little tiny. Who's driving they that? They don't make that one anymore. It's it's just yeah, a very... Yeah, they don't make it anymore. Yeah, it's a very... Um, yeah, I'm not with it. It's a Benz. What construction sound or noise do you guys love? When you dip in the brush and you're like smacking it against the side. Uh, the sound <laughs> of spraying because we know progress is happening. Progress. What construction sound or noise do you guys hate? Probably it's because I don't like the sound because it relates to smell is the cutting of the wood on the, oh, on the table. You don't like the cutting of the, no. I love the smell. I hate the smell. Oh my goodness. Smell, you don't of, like wood? The smell of wood. The smell of wood. I love it right no, now. I you walk into it. the farm right now. It yes. smells of wood. It's and you great. don't like that smell no. of wood? No. It's yours. Uh, worse sound. I would say when it's like, when there's a plumbing issue, when water happens, water damage, and we know, no, we're going to stay at the site longer. You start seeing paint. Bombs. Well, we just, we just, <laughs> we're, we're on a Pop site. It. We're on a, we, like one, we just finished a custom home. The builder forgot, and he's the homeowner. He forgot to turn on the sub pump in the mm. basement. Oh, that's happened. That was wild. And then another client of ours where she's kind of like project managing her AC busted and leaked three floors in her townhouse oh, that's all not the even drywall. the worst with the with the air duct oh my duct. god yeah yeah <laughs> so you talk about the ductless units right? no by accident no. uh when they put in the drywall they didn't cut out for any of the the vents so they're just creating condensation man well now they had to find where the holes are because the drywall oh, was already put up oh how do they not Nobody took any progress pics of like, so I've always taken progress pics of all mechanical all the time. terminations yeah. where they're supposed to be. Cause if they forget something, I don't know if they forget an outlet like that. You can see if you look down the wall and you see that bump there, but when it comes to mechanical, man, no, you got to take pic. Okay. What profession other than your own, would you guys like to attempt one day? So I like carpentry cause I've done some of it like baseboard install flooring. I've done. But I'm not a professional, so like at our farm, You're learning. at our farm, I have a professional doing the flooring because I believe you hire the professional that's in their trade. He only does flooring. Um, I do jujitsu on the side, so maybe something in jujitsu. Where are you training? Uh, I train at Henzo Gracie's. Where's that? At? It's a new gym right at Yorkdale. Okay. Yeah, shout out to Henzo Gracie's Toronto, um, York Martial Arts cool. is the name find them on instagram great gym they just opened up so whereabouts in new york too? um it's right off of oh, let me find it like off of dufferin yeah off of dufferin it is <laughs> uh it is find I know it so everyone can join it it's uh the address is it's bridgeland right off, it's on oh, bridgeland. I know bridgeland yeah, is, yeah. Bridgeland, bridgeland is the same street where raytex is yeah. Le raytex electrical they're on that bridgeland road yeah there. so the yeah. professor i train with his name is darson hemmings okay one of the most uh canadian guy or is ca he he's jamaican jamaican but uh raised in canada yep as one of, he's one of the most prestigious jiu-jitsu athletes in canada so shout out to him and, cool. and all the team that i train with they're always amazing. looking for students Always looking for students, always looking to, for people to train with. Super warm, awesome gym. So, also, York martial arts. Shout out to Mirage Media, who takes care of all our media for cool. us. Pictures, videos, everything. They do everything that we Every, see. Everything. Film What everything. was your profession? I was in sales and marketing, direct sales before. No, no, no. What profession other than oh. would you like is? 
He wants to be, yeah. I said I would do carpentry. Sorry, carpentry. That's right. What profession would you guys not like to do? Plumbing. Plumbing. Yep. 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 Maybe maybe new construction plumbing, no problem, but old plumbing? Fuck that. Discovery and shit? Yeah, no. Literally? Discovery channel. Or maybe, yeah. oh, I would say... I would say either drywall or mudding and taping just because I did mudding and taping. and But it's part of your scope. Ugh. Sometimes it's all of your scope. Ugh. That's right. I mean, we did, I did, I helped out with a job project on uh, Bathurst downtown. And uh, yeah, the plumbers were there and the pipe, they cut it open and just poured out on them. <sighs> Fuck. This was rough. But back to the drywall. Do you, do you guys own any Darby's? No. Okay. I don't think all we right. do. No. Good. Good. You should. You as painters, you shouldn't. No. Right. But I've heard of painters who actually own some derbies, and they should. So we we stay away from like we have guys that we that do mudding and taping. So if it's required, we bring you bring them in. a drywall mm-hmm. finisher in. But homeowners will expect you guys to take care of it. And I say you're already here. I say no. Just that's skim a, it for that's me, a please. drywall finisher. Yeah. That's what so I'm we the, the whole point of now we know a bunch of different trades that are kind of involved at the same time we're in there, whether that's drywall drywall finishing flooring baseboard so a lot of clients will get burnt so we help them and give them guys that we trust that will take care of the job and do a good job because we want if they do a good job we can do a good job of course everybody follows after you so if the framer did a shit job the drywaller can't do a great job the taper can't do a great job it all starts from the first person who hits that house don't cheap out on the fucking labor it's hard Pay for quality when it comes to homeowners. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Last question, gentlemen. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates? And I hope he doesn't say Chantilly Lace. <laughs> you go first. Welcome home. You did a good job. Gentlemen, man, thanks so much. I'm so glad you guys made the time to come back and actually finally meet you. We've only talked on texts and DMs, I yeah, guess, the whole right. time. But uh wish you guys all the best, man. Thank you. Hopefully Thank you. you guys continue to expand and get more bears into the business and keep on painting, doing your thing, man. That's it. Sweet. Thanks, man. Thank right, you. Share Thank the you. deets again. What, so it's Brother Bears on IG. Brother Bears Painting IG. Brother That's Bears it. Painting TikTok. Brother Bears Painting Threads. Brother Bears Painting LinkedIn. Website shortly. Brother Bears Painting. Email to get a hold of you guys. Info. Right now it's just uh, Brother Bears Painting Official at gmail.com. Okay. And then if you go to our uh, Instagram, we have both our phone lines, office line, right as down. well as our so estimate line guys, as right? well. Yeah. I like the estimate light. I like that. So, but you guys are giving estimates over the phone? Uh, we do estimates either in person or okay. as long as we get floor plans, we can do then based you can on price floor it plans. at that point, right? Yeah. Cool. Gentlemen, thank you so much, man. Awesome. Thank you. We're out of here. Thank you, Angeline.